Live from the Fort and Gold Wing House, 1550 Hawkins Boulevard, it's time for the School Spotlight on Town Talk Sports El Paso. Here are your hosts, Alex Nicolás and the coach, Tony Grijalva. Live from 4th and Goal Wing House, it's time for the High School Spotlight here on Town Talk Sports El Paso. Tonight, we're featuring the America's Trailblazers. We want to welcome Coach Patrick Melton and the city's current SAC leader, Dylan Kemp, here to the program. I'm Alex Nicolás, along with our resident coach, Tony Grajalva. And Coach Melton, thanks for doing this, man. Thanks for, enjoying, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Must feel good feeling 3-0 so far this year. Uh, anytime you get some wins, it, it feels good. <laughs> but I got to correct you, Dylan's the state's. Sack leader. Let's argue already. We're already going to argue. We're already a couple minutes in. I checked it before. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Somebody, for, uh, somebody has a half sack. Oh, I they must have just they, posted they it. They must have just posted it. But either way, I mean, a, a tremendous start for the America's Trailblazers. We will get to that in a minute. Thank you for joining us here live at 4th and Goal Wing House here, 1550 Hawkins Boulevard. And, Coach, start it off, man. I mean, what a start for you guys. 3-0, defense, offense, special teams, pick your poison. You guys are the most dangerous team in the city so far. Obviously, there's a team on the west side of town that's, that's going to argue that. But, I mean, we're talking about you guys tonight. So, what a great start so far. Yeah, you know, the, the, the west side team, Franklin, is always going to be in the argument. They, you know, Coach Walker does a good job. And, and, you know, he's been around for a long time. So, you know, always look for good things from them. Um, but, yeah, we, we feel pretty good about where we're at. You know, obviously – I'm not ever happy with our outcome because I feel like we can always do better. But, you know, as far as the expectations coming into this year, we, we kind of knew what they were, and, you know, we put that above everything. Take us back, though, 11 years ago, 12 years ago, when, when you decided to come from El Paso, from Pasadena, from the Houston area. Talk about just that decision at that time as a young coach and, and, and what that kind of felt like just coming into, you know, a brand-new environment and a new position. Well, I had been a coordinator for a few years, and I was looking to uh, become a head coach. And, you know, in the rest of the state, it's, it's really difficult to become a head coach. And most everybody wants head coaching experience. So I was coming out here to, to try to get that experience. So when I got the call about the interview, uh, you know, I looked up flights. And <laughs> that late, flights were like $700 <laughs> one way. Good and, investment. Yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't fly. I ended up renting a car, and, you know, I had to decide, was I going to drive 20 hours for a 20-minute interview? So 11 years later, obviously, I, I, I took the drive. Made the right choice. <laughs> yes, sir. So looking at that, I mean, that, that's, that was kind of a theme this offseason, um, you know, in terms of, of coaches, you know, taking better, going off for better pastures, and, and Jesse Perales is one of them. And you came from a big metro area in Houston. Jesse went to a big metro uh, part in Dallas. You know, you're a, you know, you're a guy that, that follows, you know, everything in the coaching brotherhood in El Paso. What did that say about the El Paso coaches, of, of one of our best going over there and, and, and going to that area? Well, I mean, it, it says a lot. You know, when people ask me about coaching out here, and, you know, they were like, well, you know, what's it like compared to coaching somewhere else? And I'm like, you know, it's apples and apples. You know, whereas I'm not coaching 12 Division One kids on my team, I'm also not coaching against teams with 12 Division One kids. So, you know, I talk to our kids about it all the time. When the, when the Patriots run counter, they run counter just like we do. Mm -hmm. and, and that's kind of how we approach everything. The best that we can do is teach our kids fundamentals and teach them football. And football is football no matter where you're at. This year, 11th year at America's Coach Patrick Melton joining us here on the Town Talk Sports El Paso highlight, uh, Spotlight Show. 11th season, six playoff appearances, two district titles. You're the third head coach in school history. I'm looking at kind of the history of, of what you've done. And this defense, going back to 2010, you allowed just 116 points in, in, in one season. How 
similar is, I mean, obviously it's just three games in, but how similar is that your second year compared to now here within your 11th year with the defense you have? I, when I watch film of that team, I'm reminded of the kids that we have right now. Amazing. And, you know, when I watch that, and I'm going to tell you, and I told our kids this in the spring. So when we do our spring game, we divide our team. Well, we put the starting defense with the second offense and the starting offense with the second defense. And we play each other. I tell our kids every year we have a good season when the defensive team wins the spring game. <laughs> so our defensive team won the spring game last year, shut the offensive team out, and that's always a good sign going into the season. If, if we can go against our kids and it frustrates us as coaches and our players, <laughs> yes. that's going to be a good thing. That's true. And, and you know, just watching uh, from past years, but especially this, this first week against Eastwood, you know what impressed me, Coach? defensively, you know, those, those 11 guys out there on the field, they all play together. Uh, you know, I, I'm really impressed with the secondary. I, I don't know, you know, I'm curious to see what kind of drills uh, the defensive uh, backs coach does. And things, you know, because they're, they're always in step. They're always right where they need to be. And then, you know, of course, that helps the, uh, the linebacking uh, core when they, when they have to drop for passes. You know, what, what is it that you, do you do anything special? With well, the secondary. I, I think one of the things, I mean, our secondary is very good. We, yes. we, for, for a secondary, our guys are pretty tall, they're pretty rangy, and they can all run. Well, one of the things that makes our secondary very good is the experience that we have in our defensive front. So quarterbacks right. are trying to get rid of the ball quick. They, they're not really allowed to get into a rhythm, and that plays into our defensive philosophy. So as far as our, our DBs, you know, one of the things that we're, we're a high-pressure defense, and, and we mm. believe in living by the sword and dying by the sword. So eventually we're going to die by mm. the sword. But for right now, you know, our kids have a lot of experience and, and, and make plays on the ball pretty, pretty well. The three, week, or the three weeks only averaging – our teams are only averaging less than 300 yards per game, six, ter- six turnovers or six takeaways you guys have forced, but plus four in the turnover margin. We talk about the defense, but offensively you guys are also taking care of the ball. Well, you know, any team that's a run-first offense is going to have less turnovers. Right. And, 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 I mean, that's, I would love to say it's, cause it's something that we do, but it's more of our philosophy of, of playing offense. So, you know, we've always been a ground-and-pound team, um, you know, up-tempo, and, and we really think that that helps us with the turnover margin. Going back to the defense, Nathan Alvarado, three interceptions, Sean Donnelly, five sacks, Christian Robles, four sacks. Same thing with Christian Guzman. Of course, the man sitting right here leading the, leading the city with eight sacks. I mean, it, it just seems like you, you pick your poison. I mean, I, as a defensive coach, is it kind of – or as a, as a head coach, is it, you know, guys stepping up every week? How, how big of a luxury is that for you guys and your defense staff? It is a luxury. The biggest luxury is the fact that we got eight seniors starting on defense and three juniors, all of which were, were, had at least started a couple of games the exactly. year before. So, you know, every year a kid gets a half a step faster. So if a kid's been starting since his sophomore year, by the time he's a senior, I mean, they're on it. And, and our kids play fast. Even, even when we make mistakes, the, the effort and the speed. And, you know, I told our kids that they're playing with an edge. And that's something that you can't coach. And mm-hmm. when you do make those mistakes, that edge is what helps you to overcome those mistakes. You know, in, in looking back over, for example, last year, you know, I, I look over the roster as we're doing some of your games, and, uh, you know, I, I see, all I see is mostly sophomores, you know? So I, I look at the sophomores, and normally, you know, it, but with a coaching frame of mind, I'm thinking, well, this is a young group, you know, they're going to have to get experience before they can, they can be successful. You all were successful last year. And, and you know, now you're, you, you, they're paying the dividends as juniors. You, you still have another year with this group. We, we do. We have another year with our, with our good group. And, and, you know, they came along um, pretty nicely. We've been yeah. blessed to the fact to not have a whole bunch of injuries. You know, 
you you're a coach. I mean, you got to get a little bit lucky too. Yeah. We, we've gotten a little bit lucky, so you know we're blessed in that sense. But yeah, our kids, our kids are stepping up and, and they're kind of getting it. And you know, when when them lights come on, it they're, they're, the level got turned up that first week. You mentioned edge, and that's very important. But another thing that I've noticed in your program over the past few years, and even since I've been covering high school football in the city, is the level of focusness from your from from your team. I mean, we don't got to get into it, but just for an example, week one, teams chirping across the sideline. You guys are just t- handling business, getting ready. <laughs> it, that culture, when is that instilled? You know, from a freshman when they as soon as they walk on, or is that something as the varsity level that you're trying to maybe expand into a kid's kind of toolbox in a sense? No, one of the things a kid hears in our program on a weekly basis from the day they step into our doors. Is there's only one thing in life that you can control and that's what you do you can't control what anybody else on this earth does and you control how you react how you act and what you do so I you know I tell our kids there's nothing that another team is going to do to determine whether or not we're going to win or lose it's how we act how we do what we do we determine our own fate playoff appearances and four of the past five seasons and like coach mentioned the the young guys that you had in there how is that playoff experience paying dividends as you see through the first three weeks maybe just in terms of confidence well you know the playoff experience and the the playing a tough out of out of town schedule is is huge for our kids because it it, is going to sound kind of bad but it's awesome when they say dang coach these kids are regular and we've been playing (laughs) against you know the type of kids that we've been playing against and and it, it it really slows it down for them once we get back into town Let's talk a little bit about the offensively, Coach. You know, coming in, of course, from looking back last year, you, know, you have Aaron Dumas, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty much as, as media what we're concentrating on. But then, you know, we go to the Eastwood game, and, you know, we see all these other talented uh, individuals beginning with quarterback. You know, how did that develop? Well, it's not something that really developed. It's something that's always been there. I think there's a perception at America's High School that all we can do is run the ball. And you look at the stats last year, we had the number one receiver in the district. Yep, Ryan Acosta. I was about to ask you about him next. So. He's the number one receiver right now. If you, you know, there's this thing as, oh, if you play quarterback, don't go to America's High School. Go look up the quarterback ratings in our district. We've got the highest rated quarterbacks by quarterback rating yeah. in our district. Just because we don't throw the ball around a thousand times doesn't mean we're right. not able to right. throw the ball. We do what we need to do, and we do what is, is, is allowed for us to do. So, an example, um, you know, Eastwood, they put nine in the box, which, yeah. you know, everybody kind of does every week. And, and so we threw the ball around a little bit. We did some things to, to loosen them up and to, to open the run game. And, you know, those kids have always been there. Serge Drennan is a returning starter. Yep. Um, Mike Knowles been in our program since, since he was a freshman. Ryan Acosta is a returning starter. You know, we, we, them guys have been a part of the team. But, you know, honestly, the backbone of the team is the offensive line, which has always been the backbone of the team. You know, I joke a lot and call ourselves running back you, but it, it ain't a running back on the planet that's going to do well exactly. without, without the big boys up front. We got something in common. You went to Ranger College. I went to Ranger College. Shout out to RC out there, there in the Dallas area. That's what it is. Shout right. out to Ellis Burksfield. Right. Ranger Hall with no AC. Wow, we <laughs> had AC. We had shotguns in that. We had everything. <laughs> it was loaded in there. But, you know, how, you, were, you have the offensive line background. How much hands-on are you with the offensive line? I'm, I coach the offensive line. Okay. That's yeah. it. And, and talk about the, some, of your, some of the key players that are, that are leading your offensive line this year. Um, you know, we've got Ray Vasquez. He's our right tackle. He's a returning starter. Um, he, he's kind of the guy that that gets everybody in line. He, he talks. He's the communicator on the old line. He, he gives the signals down the line. He even helps our quarterback in some of his audibles wow. and things like that. Um, we've got four, five seniors on the offensive line out of six, if you can include the tight end. So those guys have been playing together for a while, and they do a great job. Um, we got a junior, Joe Angel Nunez, who he's the big guy. He's the, he's the go-move people. You know, he moved from right tackle to left tackle. So, you know, our, our guys got a lot of experience playing together. They like each other, eat lunch together. They're, they're a unit, and, and – 
you know, I coach those guys, and it's a, it's a joy. Going back to Ryan Acosta, I remember seeing him his sophomore year, and I'm like, how old is this kid? Sophomore, I'm like, man, it, it's, it's obviously physical-wise, physical you know, he's a great athlete, he can move, he's shifty, but mentally, I mean, the kid, just, it seems to be locked in into your offense. Just talk about what makes him special. Um, his, his hard work. I mean, the kid doesn't speak a whole lot. He's, he has like a 3.9 GPA, wow. so he understands everything that we got going on. Um, there was a situation where one of our kids got limped up a little bit. I said, Ryan, you're going to go to running back next week. He's like, all right, coach. And so, but yeah, he, he gets it. And for what we do, he's perfect. Because as soon as people want to try to take away the run, he's going to blow the tops off. He, he's, he's the fastest kid around. And, and that, that's good for us. You're a starting quarterback this year. Uh, Mike Noel, you, you mentioned his name already. Uh, you know, he stepped in in that, in that first game against Eastwood, and uh, it was like you know, he's been playing for three years. Uh, well, he's been in our system. He's been a quarterback. We, we do this thing that we call quarterback school every year, and he, he's been a part of it. He did move away for a semester and came back um, from another school. And, um, you know, so he, he's been in it, so he understood it. So it wasn't a whole lot of learning. I mean, our, our sub-varsities do exactly what the varsity does. We don't have this thing where we try to hide what we're going to do. Everybody right. does the same thing. And so the only thing is, the only difference is the game speed. So, yeah. you know, he, he got right in there. He had a good spring. He was probably a half a step behind everybody in the spring. But, you know, the fact that we were able to coach our kids in the summer for the first time with the UIL this year really made a big difference yeah. in his development. And how big is that for a development overall, you know, for you guys to come in and have this hot start? I mean, that changed for you as a coach. You've been, been in the coaching ranks for a while now. How big is the benefit now you're sitting here in week three? It, it's, it's a huge benefit, especially when you're trying to get people that haven't played to mesh. You know, that, the timing of football, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, it, there's a temporal aspect to, to football. And, you know, there's three dimensions, first dimension, second Well, the fourth dimension is time. There's a temporal aspect of football that people don't understand. And the fact that we were able to work with our kids all spring and continue that into the summer really helps that aspect of the game. And, you know, it was a huge deal to have them ready for game one. Let's talk about 22 in the backfield. I mean, you've been you've – been, you've had – Guys that are the same mold as him, I mean, where do you put him on that pedestal? Where do you put him on that Mount Rushmore of great quarterbacks, not only to come out of your program, but in the city? And obviously, he's going to play in the next level for sure. Oh, yeah. No, he – and people want, want me to compare our guys all the time. Right. You know, and I really tell them that it's not fair. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, what does that mean? And I was like, well, I'm a lot better coach, I think, than I was 11 years ago when I had <laughs> Jack Fields. You know, six years ago when I had Josh Fields, when I had Isaac. You know, I've evolved as a coach, which has made it easier for our guys to be successful, you know, learning from the mistakes I made in the past. So, so he, he's as good as anybody I've coached. He's probably as good as anybody that's played in El Paso. And, and, you know, the sky's the limit for him. A lot of the Andrews coaches told me that that first, that first game, the first scrimmage game last year, texted me about it. I mean, w when did you kind of discover that, yeah, this, this is a different level than I've had? We, uh, he was a freshman, and the freshmen weren't practicing. It was a Monday. It was, a, it was Labor Day. And the freshmen weren't practicing. He's like, Coach, can I come practice with the varsity? I said, yeah, come on up. So he was running scout quarterback. We had a free safety named Isaac Olmeda. That was a first-team all-city, first-team all-district player, about 6'3", about 190 pounds, went off to play in college. Isaac came down to hit him in the hole, and he sat Isaac down. <laughs> and I looked at Isaac. I said, did that hurt? He was like, yeah, Coach, he, he hits hard. And, and that was when everybody kind of knew that he was going to be the guy. His freshman year in the spring, our starting quarterback, you know, we put him in with the ones. He handed the ball off. He turned around and looked at me. He said, Coach, is he going to be the starter <laughs> after the first carry? Wow. So, you know, it, it's, it's kind of been the expectation. 
when when you when we look back at the uh, uh, at the start you all had this year and you know looking at at Tascosa, of course you know what they did last year was was very impressive uh, you know surprising most of the state uh, with as far as they got uh, you know how has your preparation gone uh, for, for this year how how different is it if it is different uh, from last year well. The first thing is we really went back and looked at the mistakes we made as a coaching staff last year when we played them. And there, there was some things that they exploited against us that we have came back and fixed. But the biggest thing that's going to be the difference when we play them this year is all 11 guys played against them last year. It's not a new game plan for them. Nobody in town runs a triple option, right. especially to the level <laughs> that they run it. So it, just to be able to see that and have experience in that is going to make this year a lot better. Um, you know, again, those kids are all one year older and have seen it again, and it's just a continuation of where we were last year. Give us a quick scouting report on the Rebels. They're big, they're fast, they're physical, they're quarterbacks, the head coach's son, so it's like having a coach on the field, so we're, we're really going to have to bring it to win this game. Looking at District 1-6A overall, you guys are holding your own with 2-6A here in the non-conference schedule, the non-district schedule. I get non-conference mixed up with college all the time, I bet. <laughs> non-district schedule, but, you know, it seems like, you know, there's the strength in there. There's numbers. We talked about Franklin. Pebble Hill's got a great offense, and then that fourth spot's going to be wide open for everybody, it seems. What's your kind of take of, of your district so far, the early take that you have? Well, I think that, you know, obviously, you know, Coach Walker, you know, what are you going to say about Coach Walker that, you know, hadn't already been said about Belichick, right. you know, that guy's going to have them going. So they're, they're going to be successful regardless. I think Coronado and, and Montwood are both still trying to find themselves, but they're loaded. They got guys on the team. So really, once we get into week six or when, when district play starts, it, it really is anything goes. I tell people all the time the difference between two and eight and eight and two is about five plays. Yeah, when you're playing those teams. Coach Patrick Melton joined us here on the High School Spotlight Show. And, Coach, we wrote about the great start that you guys have had. We've talked about it on the numerous over the past couple of weeks over the podcast. What, in your mind, what has been the most surprising thing that you found out from your club, maybe from an identity standpoint, maybe from a production standpoint? The most surprising thing was how quickly the offensive line came together. Um, we really only had two returning starters. I was worried. Um, other people were worried. You know, I guess people were coached questioning whether or not I could coach them to be good enough to play, but they've really stepped it up. We had a great offseason with them, and, and they came together quick, and, and we're putting a whole bunch of rushing yards together. I'm sure we haven't been sacked a whole lot of times, but, again, that's a, that's a skewed stat because we don't throw it that right. often either. So um, we throw it when we need to. So, But, yeah, that, that has been the biggest surprise. Going back to Tascosa, and obviously, guys, 28 sacks, third in the nation. You know, you play teams that have flung it around the past three weeks, and you mentioned the experience, but what is the key for you guys? In 2019, you guys have that experience, but what is the key to stopping Tascosa and stopping that trip ops? The key to, to stopping Tascosa, and I've been saying it all week, or we've been working on it since Saturday, is you cannot get lulled to sleep. They try to lull you to sleep. They're going to run, 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 run. They, you know, they try to key you to death, and all of a sudden you think you're going to go make a play, and it's a receiver released up the sideline catching a touchdown pass. And they don't even throw it real good, right. but he's wide open. <laughs> Those three times they have one that may hit. <laughs> and I tell them all the time, I'd be like, if I could put a sleeping emoji on the huddle while we're watching <laughs> film, I would do it. But I tell them we cannot sleep. we got to be vigilant. we got to read our keys. We can't be mind lazy. What about their defense? What stands out when you're watching film on their D? Well, they, I mean, they got a Texas Tech commit, 6'5", 230-pound kid playing on the D-line. So, oh. you know, obviously everybody's like, what are you going to do with him? And I'm like, we're going to run right at him because <laughs> we ain't going to run away from him. He's going to catch us. So, but, you know, what stands out about them is, again, they're physical, they're fast, they don't let people get behind them. 
So we're going to have to do some different things to get to, to stress the field. And, you know, obviously we're going to we're going to do what we do, which is our identity. But we, we, we've got a few things that we think we found um, formation wise that we can exploit. And that's kind of the same type of deal we did last year. Coach Patrick Melton here on the High School Spotlight Show here on the America's Channel, Town Talk Sports, El Paso.com. Don't forget, 7.30 p.m., me and Coach will be on the call on the America's Channel, Amarillo, Tascosa, and America's. When we return, we'll take a short break. We'll talk with one of the state's best, Dylan Kemp, here as you're listening to the High School Spotlight Show live from 1550 Hawkins Boulevard. It's Fourth and Gold Wing House, and it is the High School Spotlight Show here on Town Talk Sports, El Paso. Fourth and Goal Wing House. Come watch college and NFL games on the largest HD screens in El Paso. Enjoy some great wings. All of our sauces are made from scratch, 14 different flavors to choose from, and four different spicy levels of buffalo sauce. We're also home of the High School Spotlight Show. Every Tuesday night at 7.30, we host the school, talk to the coaches, students, staff, and booster club, and you can hear the show live on Tontalk Sports El Paso. So join us. Fourth and Goal Wing House, 1550 Hawkins Boulevard. ElPasoHeroPost.com, the website that cares about El Paso. Check out all the news, opinion, sports, and lifestyle from around the borderland right there on your web-enabled device. Wherever you may be, that's where we are. ElPasoHeroPost.com, proud supporter of Town Talk Sports El Paso. That's ElPasoHeroPost.com. Everyone knows a great season starts at the gym. That's why Anytime Fitness is here to make you stronger, healthier, and prepared for the season ahead. Anytime Fitness can help you get started on that championship season. With seven El Paso locations and over 4,000 worldwide, open 24-7, 365 days a year, Anytime Fitness has got you covered. For more information, visit anytimefitness.com. Adventure Marketing is a full-service advertising and public relations company. Adventure Marketing can help you develop and implement a marketing plan custom-tailored to the needs of your company. From advertising, public relations, graphic design, and branding to event planning, print, and web design. Let our team be there every step of the way to help you grow your business. Adventure Marketing, fresh ideas in advertising. Call us today at 806-637-0030. Mom, I have nothing to wear. Don't look at me. My closet's empty. I think I can solve both of our problems. You can't have my credit card. But the outlet shops at El Paso has more summer savings than your closet can fit. And valet parking. Now you're talking. Grab my card. Already ahead of you. With stores like H&M, Steve Madden, Under Armour, and more, the outlet shops at El Paso is hard to get off your mind. Enjoy our summer entertainment, pop-up markets, patio bar, and new styles up to 70% off. See website for details. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call your local State Farm agent, Jacobo Akeli, today at 778-2553. There are many reasons for families to be at the YMCA this fall. Sports, we have basketball, volleyball for different age groups, even adult leagues. Our fall programs include gymnastics, art classes, and swim lessons, and much more. We even offer homework assistant program after school. At the YMCA, we watch the kids so families can work out and achieve their health goals. 
Families that exercise together stay together at the YMCA. For more information, call 532-9622 or ElPasoYMCA.org. Town Talk Sports El Paso, where we bring the games to you. But not only do we provide live broadcasts of games here at TownTalkSportsElPaso.com, we also provide the most in-depth coverage of high school sports. We have the Super 8 Power Pole, weekly previews, game recaps, Player of the Week, the Reporters Roundtable, podcast, weekly standings, the scoreboard, coach and player interviews, videos, live broadcast schedule, and much, much more right here on TauntalkSportsElPaso.com. Welcome back to 4th and Goal Winghouse here, located at 1550 Hawkins Boulevard. Shout out to the staff here to my left, working hard, serving the good folks out here in East El Paso. I'm Alex Nicolás, along with the coach, Tony Grohava. And now we're joined by one of the state's best through three weeks, Dylan Kemp. Dylan, thanks for joining us tonight, my man. Thank you for having me. Give us just kind of a, a your road to varsity story. Uh, you know, looking at looking at stats from the past, you know, this seems to be your first varsity year. Talk about your road to the varsity level. Well, my road to the varsity level definitely started when I was a freshman, of course. Right. Um, buying into the program was always like a step for me. Um, Coach Mountain already had both of my brothers come up. Even now, they get me confused. So <laughs> <laughs> they have me. So uh, since a young kid, I always bought into the America's football program. I always wanted to be America's Trailblazer. So getting into my varsity year, I mean, I started up kind of as a sophomore, um, leaning into the arena, but like playing, playing came in and out. Um, but it was definitely a grind that you just had to keep up. And I mean... I've been alongside all these players ever since, like, I was a kid. So getting there was just the process that I had to keep going through, and that's all it was. Was, was the Eastwood game your first varsity game? No, no, no. no. I played as a sophomore, but and I think my first varsity game was Eldo Rada. Rada. Yeah. So, I mean, what were you seeing in that game? I mean, me and Coach are like, five, you know, five sacks in the first <laughs> quarter. I mean, what, what were you seeing in that game that just, you just went off? What was it? Um, I think it was more before the game that got me really pumped up. Um, definitely, like... <laughs> The entire week of preparation got us got us to that mentality state where we knew that we had to get our job done and we had to do our job right. So um, just every day going to practice um, in the weight room, watching film, just that's what got me to play to the best of my ability during that day. Now we, we've been talking about uh, about the Eastwood game because this is a game that 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 we actually saw and uh, you know looking at, looking at the at the front the defensive front for Americas, you know not really big. Mm-hmm. You, know, uh, you know, not not really bulky or anything like that. But uh, uh, you guys get off the ball. But what uh, uh, what helped you get into that type of mode? Um, well, definitely we had we've had like a slow start, I guess you could say, um, switching off with coaching staffs and stuff like that. But what got us into that mode was we just all have the same mentality. We all we've always played as one team. Um, we've always been like one unit. Call, <laughs> we call ourselves the Wolf Pack, and like it just it's like a brotherhood to us and. Honestly, just getting off the ball and getting to that situation, it was always passed down. So, like, the seniors from before passed to now, passed to us. And it's always just a tradition that we just keep moving with. And every single drill has always been the same. Every single movement's always the same. We keep teaching the new kids, like, um, our moves and stuff like that just to get us off the ball. Um, but definitely, like, 
speeding up, getting all to all that motion is just what we put in at practice. I mean, it all starts. It all starts there. So, what we do at practice is how we're going to play in the game, of course. So, I mean, ever since then, it's just how we keep our momentum going. You used some words that I really liked: family, togetherness, and you know, brotherhood. You know, and and that kind of parlays into what Coach Melton has built. And I know Coach knows this, the stat exactly off his head, but you know, you're a set of you're a set of brothers that have came through the program. Um, now that you're a senior and you see that, how big is that? What Coach Melton is able to keep all these families together, keep you guys where it just keeps rolling. And now that you're a senior, how big is that for the success of the program that America's has had? Well, I mean, of course, like we got to give all the credit to our coaching staff, especially Coach Melton. I mean, he puts us he puts us together on the field in the weight room. Roy's playing as one team. We've always had to believe that it's not about individual players. It's about um, what we do together as one team. And the biggest thing that always stuck in my mind was about our, our even our second string starting has been our family. And what I mean by that is like, it's our second string that's part of our backbone of this team because right. like these are the guys getting the reps whenever the ones aren't in, and these are the guys giving our offensive reps, giving our defensive reps, and it's on those guys' back that keeps our game going, keeps us going as players. So putting us together as team, building on one idea, we just all had to buy into it. And I mean, buying into it is a slow process, but it's a process that's always going to lead us to success. And we've always had this statement since the beginning of the season, and it's been sticking with me ever since, was our built on rock, which is, which is a main goal that we've had and main point that we made, which is um, just, just a lesson that Coach Mountain gave us. But basically, it's just, it's just having a rough foundation, having a strong foundation that we can build our team off of, that we can actually build our family off of, build our bond off of. So as long as we're built on rock, we're going to keep having that bond. And again, like shouting out to my brothers, of course, like um, Sebastian Guzman on the line, Aaron Dumas, um, uh, Christian Martinez, Sean Donnelly, Chris Robles, uh, Devonte Yanez, all these guys are still putting in work, and their their actions do not go unnoticed. I mean, like they're the ones that's keeping us going, that's keeping our mentality right. And I wanted to ask you real quick. Uh, you know, Coach Melton has always been known to to schedule tough opponents in in, in pre district, and you had, you have a tough game coming up. Uh, you had a tough game against Midland Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yourself, as as being on the field and having that experience, you know, would you rather face that type of competition, or would you rather Coach Melton go in and uh, schedule maybe some cupcakes so you can so your record could be better? Well, of course, we want harder competition. I mean, harder competition is always going to bring like uh, experience, win or lose, but. I think it's more than just the games we play. Win or lose, it's, it's always going to be how we buy back into each other, how we buy back into the program. So we can play t- tougher teams, we can play weaker teams, but either way, it's just the next game up, and we just got to keep doing that in practice. I think to us, our hardest team has to be the people we go against every day. Wow. And I honestly believe that. I honestly believe that my offensive linemen are going to be the best guys that I've that I've always go that I always okay. go against and it's going to be that it's going to be that way every single day and I'm going to have to make it that way every single day where I keep pushing myself every single day at practice and then show it up in the game I describe the the makeup of your defense as talent meets depth what would be your definition of the makeup of your team through or your defensive squad through the first 3 weeks I think our I think you can define our defense as like um as just a strong backbone. I mean, we keep our defense. We've always wanted a strong defense ever since the first snap of the ball, since the preseason. And you pretty much did that in yeah. week one, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've always wanted to keep a strong defense. Um, our offense are pretty great, of course, but uh, since I'm a defensive player, like I've always wanted to see my defense succeed together as a team, and we definitely have that going on. I mean, we have our Mike linebacker, Peter Velade, keeping us up. We have our strong linebacker, um, Christian, Christian Martinez. Martinez. We have Ricky Caravelle. 
all our linebackers keeping us on point, and I mean, we get the calls from them, and we just keep rotating with it. So I think um, it's just the strength, and it's the backbone, because the more the better defense you have, the more of the better game you're going to have throughout the throughout the season, throughout each game. And I feel like that's what we needed. So our defense has really been built up, and I really appreciate that for our team. And how much uh, how much how important is communication on your defense uh, between uh, yourselves, the linebackers, and then of course the uh, the, the secondary? Because you know the sec secondary has been playing lights out. Yeah, of course. I mean, we have Nathan Alvarado. I mean, we have all these guys in the backfield, and like they're covering us. They're covering us up, and we really need that. I mean, if our big boys up front can't get to the ball, we're we're always going to have to put our trust in our secondary, keeping the ball covered. Um, I think. Communication is very, very important to our team. We communicate on all levels of the ball. I mean, you, com you, you communicate from the receivers to the DBs to the quarterbacks to the running backs. There's always communication constantly going on. Uh, every, single, every single play you can see is check the sideline just for our calls, man. I mean, like, we have to be on the ball. We have to be, keep going. We've got to keep rolling. Like, we've got to take the hits and just keep giving them out. So I think communication is very vital to our defense. We talked, to, we, we talked about Coach Melton gave us a, a, a Aaron Duma story about his freshman year. Do you have an Aaron Duma story? You said you mentioned you go against the best every day in practice. I mean, you have a, kind of a story where you guys maybe locked horns or something like that. You've been around for a long time with him, so talk about that. Um, me and Aaron, uh, of course, I mean, like, ever since freshman year, I mean, like, um, I've been on his team. We were on the same squad together, and I remember, like, the first day I met him. Um, we definitely had a hit. <laughs> 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 uh, I remember clanking heads with him, and like I come back to, and like I've always, uh, I've always been one to like I, I love hitting, like that's mm -hmm. it's always been my passion. Like I've always wanted to be on defense, and when I locked heads with him, it was like I can't. I remember locking heads, hitting him. We brought each other down. I walk over to my other guy, and I'm like, this guy can hit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I remember that. I remember Aaron, and even to the even to this day, I mean, we still lock heads with each other every day in practice. We're still hitting each other face to face, man. But um, and I, I really do appreciate Aaron on our offensive line because he always inspires our team, not just me as a player, but inspires our team to be better as players individually and to practice as a team. He's always he's always been like uh, one of our not, not I want to say like our lead like one of our leaders on the team, and he's always giving us motivation, always trying to get us to get on the ball, get faster, um, not to go not to go soft in practice. I can remember countless times on Saturday practice when we're watching film, we get back on the field and everybody's all tired and broken, but here goes Aaron running 100 miles per hour down the field. <laughs> one of those guys, huh? <laughs> right after a game, man. In, in looking back at, uh, at this game coming up this Friday, I, I mean, it's, it's a non-district game, uh, as we've mentioned before, but I'm, I'm sure it's an important game for you all uh, as, as a team. Well, what, what kind of expectations do you have for yourself personally for Friday night? Well, personally, my expectations are just to get my job done. I mean, we have our assignments, and i got to do my assignments. I mean, we can't be selfish. We can't be selfish over the ball. I mean, of course, like, you're going to always want to get the sack. You always want to make the play. But, I mean, if you don't follow your assignments, then you're going to let one slip right by you. Mm -hmm. So, like, um, personally, I just want to make sure that I'm doing my assignment, getting the job done. If I make plays, I make plays. If I don't, then at least I'm covering my guy. Okay. And, of course, like, I've always wa I always want to keep my head on straight. I don't want to get a big, big head before the game because um, the, only, the only thing you can go from the top is downward. So we just want to keep going in practice, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to keep my head on straight. I'm trying to um, keep going hard in practice just so we can get this set up. And, of course, like I've always want to keep giving the glory to God. I mean, we're going to keep this going on, and then we're going to try to do our best this week. 
America's defensive end, Dylan Kemp, joining us here on the Town Talk Sports El Paso High School Spotlight here on Town Talk Sports El Paso and the America's Channel. Dylan, looking at this kind of the same question that I asked Coach earlier about the focus and the psyche of your, of your team, where does that come from? Is that coming from the coach, and is there maybe a leader, like you mentioned, a leader or two that just kind of keeps you guys in check, whether it's in the locker room, on the, not even the locker room, in the bus ride going over there? I mean, what is, seems to be kind of something, the, start, the straw that stirs that drink for y'all? Definitely our coaching staff. I mean, we got to keep giving thanks to our coaching staff. They're always, on our, they're always on our backs, making sure that we're not messing around too much. I mean, we do have fun at practice, don't get me wrong, but we always have our coaching staff behind us trying to get us um, ready, to, ready for each game. I mean, they're always, they're always there, like, checking on us, checking on our grades, checking on our, um, our playing ability, like how we're doing as a team overall. Coach Melton's always giving us our, our uh, weekly talks, just making sure that we're breaking down everything together and we're playing as one team rather than individually. Um, but, of course, like, we want to give uh, individual leadership to our coaches, but, again, it comes, it comes with the players, and, and, of course, we have our leaders. I mean, we have, like, Ryan Acosta, Ray Vasquez, um, Joe Angel, we have Sean Donnelly, all these guys that are taking charge inside the, inside the game, and, it's, and it shows during practice, and these guys are the ones that are also giving our focus during games. I mean, we'll have a fun week of practice, and we'll be joking around sometimes, but when it comes to game time, I mean, these, these kids are the ones that's picking up the team, and they're making sure that, like, we're going to be on our assignments, and we're going to keep doing it right. It's very important, very important. And when you, uh, uh, going back to, back to last year, you know, you guys had experience in the playoffs, and, and uh, you know, you were younger, now you're, you're older, and, uh, you know, how, how did that experience in the playoffs uh, prepare you for, for this season? Well, definitely the experience in the playoffs just got us, like, to the point where we needed to be. And I've always um, – there's always been a thing for us, and that's um, our difference between expectations and, like, what is, what's given to us. And Coach Melton's always made us buy into that idea where we're expected to be a 10-0 season. We're expected to be in playoffs. We're expected to be in a, a good – one six eight division team so it's it's more about ex expectations that keeps our motivation going that's always going to give us experience so as long as we're expecting to be a succeeding team we're going to be that succeeding team give us a little scouting report on Amarillo Tascosa this week um big guys up front um big good quarterback in the backfield running backs on point uh it's all broken down not by what they do but by what we do just, just said by Coach Melton. So, scouting report for the week is get on under assignments, and we'll do it right. I've always been a big fan of the triple option. Um, you know, looking at it really from the college level, but from I have a defensive endpoint. I mean, you just can't crash that heel line. You know, talk about the discipline that you're going to have to play with on the edge. Um, well, that's a, that's actually a good topic this week. Um, in the past, when we played Tesco, so we always had the trouble of hitting that heel line, but getting caught up with our tackles. Right. So this week we've been breaking down the we've been breaking down the film. We've been breaking down with our linebackers. We've been running a, an immense amount of drills. That's going to get us off of those tackles, and more importantly, getting us to our assignments rather than the ball. Um, because we're always going to have our guys in the backfield that's going to be covering us. So as long as we trust them, they'll trust us to hit our assignments. And then as soon as we hit our assignments and the person we need to hit, then we're going to keep getting that ball down and we're going to keep doing good on defense. How's school going for you so far this year? Um, uh, <laughs> school's going really good for me, honestly. Um, speaking of which, um, I'm an early college student. So Oh, wow. Yeah, awesome. So, thank you. That deserves a clap for everybody. Early college student and a senior, my man. <laughs> Um, so yeah, school is going pretty well for me this year, taking dual credit classes. We honestly just got our transcripts. Um, so looking at my unofficial transcript, um, I'm doing pretty well. I mean, 
right now I'm top ten in my school. Wow, so amazing! I'm, I'm Congratulations. Just trying to keep, I'm just trying to keep giving the glory to God, and of course, and keep getting my head on straight, and keep focusing on academics. I mean, football is of course going to get me to a good place, but academics is always going to get you farther, and I believe in that. What's kind of your job plan, or maybe your education plan over the next few years once high school's over with, officially over with? <laughs> well, soon, eventually enough, I'm going to be. A, well, right now I'm a junior. All right. Yeah. So eventually enough, I'm going to be applying to big, bigger schools, schools that I want to attend to, um, looking for academic scholarships, looking for whatever I can get. Uh, always been a big UT fan. Okay. So I'm I'm thinking about I'm thinking about UT. I'm thinking about um, Stanford. I'm thinking about um, big big D one schools like that. More more than more than likely for academics, but. If I get one for football, I mean, we've got to look at it. You know? Right, no <laughs> doubt. What would be kind of your major that you're kind of looking at? Um, right now, I'm looking at a business or reading major, I'm leaning towards more of a business major, only because I want to be a law student at, and in America, we have a Libertas program. So. Wow. So um, <laughs> I always wanted to be a big law kid, so we're trying to get a business major so I can in, um, follow my path into corporate law. Well yeah. spoken. One of, the top in, one of the top students in America and one, of the, and one of the top pass rushers in the state of Texas here. Dylan Kemp joining us here on the Town Talk Sports El Paso High School Spotlight Show. Dylan, thanks for joining us. Also want to thank, a, we give a big shout out to Coach Melton and the entire America's program for joining us here at 1550 Hawkins Boulevard at 4th and Gold Wing House. Don't forget the action starts Thursday night, week four action with a doubleheader at the sack. Odessa and Montwood get us kicked off at 4 p.m. on Thursday. Full slate of action on Friday. Check out the website towntalksportselpaso.com for the full schedule. Live links to each game. I'll have my preview and predictions up there on Wednesday. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TT Sports EP. Give me your at, Dylan. Give me your at. Uh, Instagram at 6YLANN. Uh, Twitter 6YLAN. Follow the man. Follow the man down there. Follow us also on Instagram at TT Sports EP. Like us on Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash TT Sports EP. Special thanks to Fourth and Gold Wing House for letting us host the Town Talk Sports El Paso High School Spotlight Show. Coach. We'll see you Thursday, my man. Yes, sir. Can't wait. So for the coach, Tony Grohalva, for Patrick Melton and Dylan Kemp, I'm Alex Nicolas signing off from 4th and Gold Wing House. It's been a pleasure. We'll talk to you from the press box on Thursday for another week of Texas high school football on TownTalkSportsElPaso.com. Thanks for listening to the School Spotlight on Town Talk Sports El Paso. We'll be back next Tuesday to spotlight another school here at 4th and Gold Wing House. 1550 Hawkins Boulevard, home of the largest HD screens in El Paso.